If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal. For anybody that wants to do this test, you can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide inspiration, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And boy, do we have a special show lined up tonight. Dr. Christian Northrup's with us. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we can't hear you. Yes, I remember. There you go. Now I can. can okay, now? now I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Wonderful. Terrific. We and we everybody we we've been trying to figure out all this technology stuff here. It's a little complex, but you know, my IQ in Technoland keeps going up. I don't know about yours, but it's like yes, whoa. It <laughs> I I impress myself on this. So, what a treat to get to have you on. You are such a gem and such a dear friend to me. Everybody, I have a little quick story to tell you about how special Dr. Northrup is to me. We, uh, I read her book, Wisdom of Menopause, oh God, 22 years ago. And when I was 40, today's my birthday, everybody. So she's my birthday present on the show. And I read her book and I don't know why I read it. I just wasn't having any symptoms or anything. I was just led to read it. I think I saw you on Oprah and you were talking about the wisdom of menopause. And so I read the book. And then when I turned 45 for my 45th birthday, I woke up with a migraine from hell when I was ovulating. And I thought... Okay, I know what to do because Dr. Northrop informed me from her Wisdom of Menopause book five years ago. And so I got on bio, bioidentical hormones. So, you know, you saved me lots of pain. But then fast forward several years and I wrote my angelic attendance book and I was looking for a book editor and I found Katie Kuntz 
who everybody has edited a whole bunch of Dr. Northrup's books. And I hired her because of that, because she edited your books. And I thought, well, she understands the mind, body, spirit thing. And so then we, we worked together and got my book out. And then I said, can you introduce me to Dr. Northrup? And she said, sure. And so she did. And you were very gracious and had me on your show. And then you took my class and we became became fast friends from that. And I, I swear, I think I either talked to you or texted with you several days a week. We are solving oh, yeah. world problems together. So anyways, right. I, <laughs> I think that's such a fun story of how really 20 years before you were such an important part in my life, of my life, you were an important part of my life because you got me out of pain when I was having migraines with That's with the so knowledge. Good to hear. Really, yeah, That's great to hear that. Well, yeah. I, and I know how much of a pioneer you are, and all of that. I'm going to read your official bio here in a second. But first of all, from all the women of the world, I call her the fairy godmother of women's health. Everybody, and she, <laughs> my God, what forty a forty year career? Yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, you know, really is. It's uh, kind of amazing to me because I feel like I've always feels this way that the best is yet to come. But that you know, I did all this, and okay, we've done that. Now we're going to be doing something else. <laughs> yeah, but it was the precursor. You needed to do all that so that you'd have the knowledge oh. to do all the stuff that you're doing now. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and the information is perennially relevant. I mean, it's still relevant. It doesn't matter, you know, what age you are. I love that you read the book, that your spirit guided you to read it before you needed it. And I would like women to do that so they're not afraid. You know, they're not afraid of menopause or they're not afraid of childbirth or whatever it is. So they know what their wisdom is. They know what their power is. But they need to know a few other things like migraine headaches are generally a lack of progesterone when you're starting to skip ovulation. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, holy mother. And I I had my son Jonathan without any drugs because he just came really fast. And I can tell you that migraine pain is worse than labor pain because labor pain, you at least get a little reprieve for a few seconds in between contractions. But boy, that migraine pain is just wicked. It's just awful. Yeah. All right. So let me read your official bio for those who've been living under a rock and don't know who you are in this (laughs) world. (laughs) So am I biased about that? Probably. Not probably. (laughs) Absolutely. So Christian Northrup, MD, is a visionary pioneer in women's health. She's a board-certified OBGYN with more than 30 years of clinical experience, a former assistant clinical professor of OBGYN at the University of Vermont College of Medicine, and three-time New York Times bestselling author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, The Wisdom of Menopause, and Goddesses Never Age. If a if an author has one New York Times bestseller in their life, that's amazing. You've had three, and then I know you've had other <laughs> books that were close. So, my goodness. In 2013, Reader's Digest named Dr. Northrop one of the 100 most trusted people in America. In 2016, she was named one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100, a group of leaders who are using their voices and talents to awaken humanity. Well, that's a tall order. 
That's what a compliment, my goodness. And in 2020 and 2021, Dr. Northrop was included in the Watkins Spiritual 100, a list of living people that make a unique and spiritual contribution on a global scale. Internationally known for her empowering approach, Dr. Northrop embraces medicine that acknowledges the unity of mind, body, emotions, and spirit, and teaches women to create health by tuning into their inner wisdom. After decades spent transforming women's understanding of their sacred bodies and processes, Dr. Northrop now teaches women to thrive at every stage of life. And your wisdom of menopause just was released, what, a couple of weeks ago? And what is this, the fourth revision? May 11th. And it's, uh, yeah, version number four. It's like yeah. this, it's big. <laughs> yeah. And so it's there's a Bible. new stuff on, on mammograms and... Uh, Gardasil and um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis and diet and weight gain and osteoporosis and all the all the things that women need to know as they move into the second half of life. Are you amazed at how how rapidly things have changed? Really, in the decades since you got into this niche of taking care of women and and helping women with their health, are you are you surprised at how many things we've really uncovered, or do you think it's been slower than you expected that it would advance? It's both. It's both. So there's huge advancements and then huge regressions at the same time. Um, I want to give you an example of that. My profession began to vaccinate second trimester pregnant women with EPT and flu shots in the early 90s. And this is insane. It's just insane. We tell pregnant women to be avoid fish because of the mercury. But there's thimerosal in the flu shot and all kinds of other things. Mostly it's a precautionary principle when someone's pregnant you don't take even you don't want too much with Tylenol we tell them you know don't drink caffeine what are we doing injecting these things and uh and then we started to inject all newborns with hepatitis b vaccine which contains 15 times the fda safe level of aluminum in a nanoparticulate that's biopersistent that stays in the brain so there's some things that have happened that make no sense to me, but there are other things that have happened where they're starting finally to delay cord clamping. We're finally not circumcising 100% of newborn babies. By the way, that's an OBGYN's job, so I had to do that. So we're, we're understanding about delayed cord clamping because that's the baby's oxygenation while it's switching from being fed by the placenta to being fed by room air. Um, so there's those things that have changed, but there are things that have gone off the rails, like completely gone off the rails. At, at mm-hmm. this point in my profession, we're in the we're not allowed to say mother anymore. We say birthing parents, and then instead of saying male and female hormones, we have to say gender supporting hormones. It's there's some crazy things that are starting mm-hmm. to creep in that. And then the other thing that's interesting is that the uh, the assisted reproductive technology has made huge strides. But on the other hand, we haven't told women how to elongate their fertile window because there are ways to do that so that I know 
women in their 42, 43, who've had no problem getting pregnant. So it's both things happening at the same time where women are getting healthier and more uh, vibrant and younger, biologically younger. And then at the same time, we're scaring women to death with all this other stuff. So the average 65-year-old is on six prescription drugs. And the gateway to that would be starting at about menopause. When you begin to have some idea that you're now into planned decrepitude. And what I want to show women is that does not need to be the case at all. But you're going to right. Have to well, I'm going to have things. to hold that thought. We'll have to hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. Everybody, we're talking with Dr. Christian Northrup, the fairy godmother of women's health. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan show. When we come back, we're going to hear more of what she has to say, and we're going to take callers' questions. So stay with us. We'll be right back. We are here with Dr. Christian Northrup, and we're talking all things menopause this week. So we're going to be taking callers' questions here in a little bit, and we're just going to limit it to perimenopause and menopause this week because they're topics that are so misunderstood. Dr. Northrup, and you were talking right before the break about women that are in their early 40s and prolonging their fertility. As a medical intuitive, I am like a human MRI. And I, as you know, yes. facilitate energetic healings and and uh, I can see in my mind's eye, broken bones, torn ligaments, things like that. And with these women that are in their early 40s that are having difficulty conceiving, the thing that I'm seeing a lot of, and I told one of them yesterday that you're going to be on the show, so I would ask you, because I'm seeing it quite a bit, is the, let me see if I get the word right, the fimbria. Did I say that right? The fimbria, it's like fimbria. the little fingers, fimbria, fimbria the little fingers yeah. at the at the end of the fallopian tubes. They look yes. burned. They look energetically, when I get them on my radar, they, they're not charred burned, but they're kind of brownish. Like if you hold, you know, a flame under a piece of paper and it burns it. So I use stem cell energy to elongate yeah. them again and create new longer of these. They, they remind me of stamens inside of a lily. When a lily opens up and you got yeah. those stamens in there, it doesn't have the pollen on the end, obviously. But, but I can see when a woman is getting ready to ovulate because where, to me, what it looks like is on the ovary, it looks like a red underground zit. You know, when we all had zits, when it was red yeah. and inflamed, but it didn't have a head on it yet. I can yeah. see that on the ovary in my mind's eye when I'm scanning somebody. And then I see these fallopian tubes and the eggs inside the ovaries look like blonde caviar to me. And some of yeah. them, when they're, uh, you know, like in their 40s and getting near the end of their fertility time, some of those eggs look dark. So I assume those aren't viable. But what's up with these fimbriae? Why, why would, I does that make sense? I, it makes sense because almost all chronic degenerative disease is caused by cellular inflammation. And so if you think about uh, the fascia in our bodies, the connective tissue and all of that over time, uh, or the brown spots on our skin, 
This is all tissue browning, and that's from ox what's called oxidative stress. So sunspots, this sort of thing. If you have enough antioxidants in your body from a good diet full of dark green leafy vegetables and so on and not much sugar and not much alcohol, and if you have enough vitamin D and all the rest of it, then you don't get that browning of tissue. So the fimbria thing sounds like it's oxidative stress. The fimbria are these beautiful uh, mobile structures that literally come over the egg when it's about to ovulate, and then they literally uh, kind of uh, do this to pick up the egg. They're very mobile. But any kind of ascending infection, any kind of anything could make them stiff. It's interesting, though. I've never heard it explained like that they look like they've been burned, so they're not as mobile. But I want everyone to know, especially if they want to get pregnant, uh, in my profession through the years, I've heard doctors say to women, you'll never get pregnant. Dumb thing to ever say, because many of those women then do get pregnant, you know, and because it's um, many times what happens is they don't get pregnant with the man they're with. And they go through this whole fertility thing and nothing is found about 20% of the time. We have no reason for the infertility. Then they remarry with a new guy and boom, pregnant right away. It's, it's as though there's uh, other things going on, karma or whatever, or, or just uh, DNA compatibility. Uh, so I love the idea of you putting in those stem cells to rejuvenate the fimbria. But in general, everybody, when you go through menopause, this is a reboot and you are at a position of grow or die. Like if you just follow the mainstream narrative, oh, now you're going to get breast cancer. Now you're going to get heart disease. Now you're going to get, or, you know, I'm going to turn into my mother and she is all bent over with osteoporosis. This does not need to be the case. So I want women to understand their power to have their experience be different than let's say their mothers or, you know, let's say that they've got all these aunts who have this and that and the other thing. What you must do, you've got to become the black sheep of the family. You've got to say, you know what? That doesn't apply to me. That, that's just not going to apply to me. And then you'll have a very different experience. I had a patient once and she said, well, I'm 50. Everyone in my family has had a hysterectomy. I guess it's my turn. And I'm thinking that is the craziest thing I have ever heard. But that was her absolute belief system. So I want women to know that our bodies, and you know this better than anybody, our bodies have the ability to heal at any mm -hmm. stage, at any age, and mostly what we have to recover from at perimenopause is this notion that this is the beginning of the end. We've got to recover from that. Well, and tell, tell everybody the difference between perimenopause and menopause, because I think okay. most of us believe that menopause is when we're having symptoms. No, perimenopause is when we're having symptoms. And it's a 6 to 13-year process that can begin at 40. It can begin at 45. There are some women who don't have the final menstrual period. That's what menopause means, the final menstrual period. And so for the average age in the United States is 52, but there are some women who that's 60. So remember perimenopause, you're beginning to shift your brain, the FSHLH, the follicle stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, 
are switching. You're going from what I call alternating current to direct current. But for a while there, you're between the, the worlds when you're skipping ovulations and your periods are irregular and you might have heavy bleeding and that kind of thing. So it's a, it's a transitional time where you're not over here, but you're not here yet. And it's a, it's a redoing of the brain. And also, it's a time when the dictates of the soul come up. It's like, right. wait, what about me? Right. All right. We're going to need to go to break again. I want to come back and hear the rest of that. I also want to know why brain fog during menopause? So many women say, what the heck is with this brain fog? So you're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan show. We're here with Dr. Christian Northrup talking all things perimenopause and menopause. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. Everybody, our special guest today is Dr. Christian Northrup, and and before the break, I asked you, what's with the brain fog with women that are in menopause? What's causing it? What can we do to stop it? What's it all about? What it is about is that you're literally moving from being very focused in the left hemisphere to the right hemisphere. It is a it's an increase in creativity and connectivity between the two. So when you've been, most of us have been very left hemisphere dominant, where you are folding the towels, you're logical, this needs to be done. And the next thing you know, you're putting the phone in the refrigerator and that kind of thing. (laughs) What is really, really important for women to realize is that in the studies that have been done, postmenopausal women are not less sharp. There, there's no need for dementia and that sort of thing. The brain fog literally is a stopping of the old way of being into greater creativity. So that's why many women start a business during this time, maybe not the first year or two, but it, it's to get you literally to stop and reevaluate how you think, how you do things. And if you now, you shouldn't be suffering. So there are things you can do. Bioidentical hormones, you did that. Um, there's uh, herbs like Ferraria morifica or black quahosh. So you can get yourself back on track. But generally speaking, it's a reshuffling to get your priorities straight. So I never see these things as absolute pathology. There's, there's a reason for this. Make sure your blood sugar is normal. That's another thing. When you, By the time you get to perimenopause, if you have not been following a low glycemic diet, then you could be at the beginning of diabetes and not even know it. So that's why one of the blood tests that I recommend for everyone is a fasting blood sugar and a two-hour postprandial and an, in a fasting insulin level. Because more than any other factor, this blood sugar is going to either be in your favor or it's going to be the cause of cellular inflammation. Because even if you don't have out-and-out diabetes, you may have the beginning and excess sugar in the bloodstream causes atherosclerosis in the head, like hardening of the arteries and dementia and all the rest of it. We also are now calling Alzheimer's type 3 diabetes. Mm So again... It's the blood sugar situation. You cannot move through the rest of your life 
in a mobile body unless you start to really take care of it. Your body's forgiving. So the first 40 years, you can get away with all kinds of stuff. You know, that when you do the dieting, so you can get into the little black dress by Friday night. Your body goes, oh, no, 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 we're done with that. You are going to have to start taking care of me. So the brain fog, think of it as, okay, I'm, here's the worst thing a woman can do. Oh, God, I'm starting to lose it. I'm now starting Alzheimer's. No. What a lot of it is, is all circuits are busy. There's just too much going on and you've got to sort out your priorities at this point. Everything at perimenopause is put under the microscope. Is this the relationship I want? Is this the job I want? Is this the house I want? It's, it's a time of a reboot. And I'm not saying that that's comfortable. It's like a, it's like a prolonged labor, really. Okay. Well, I I talked to so many women that have had a hysterectomy and are just left on their own. They don't they're not given hormones. I mean, it's just criminal. It's it makes me nuts it's when I hear it's that. Nuts. And that happened to my mother. And if I knew oh. now what I it, I mean, if I had known then what I know now, it would have been a different story. But I talked to so many women, and it's not just in America, it's around the world, who've had a total hysterectomy and were giving nothing. They were thrown into medical menopause, and they're miserable. So what's the answer with that? Thing. Oh, no. What, happen, what happens then is, you know, in, in the book, I talk about the three ways you could reach menopause. And of course, the slow and steady six to 13 years as the ovaries are changing. By the way, they never stop producing hormones. But if you go in and you have your uterus removed, just the uterus, then the ovaries will decrease their hormone production, but it'll come back because they'll heal. There's blood supply to the ovary goes through the uterus through what are called the round ligaments for a while there. And at first, they'll kind of be in shock, but then they'll come around. But if you remove the uterus and the ovaries, that's a T-A-H-B-S-O, total abdominal hysterectomy, bilateral cell tingo oophorectomy. If you do that and do not give the woman hormonal support, it's like that's a crash landing, and it's not okay. So suddenly, your body's making estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and then nothing because the adrenals don't have a chance to come around. Many women will produce enough hormone, DHEA, in their adrenal glands to make up for what the ovaries aren't producing because there are many hormone-producing body sites. But you should never, ever do that where the woman's left with nothing. So what I want all women to know, if you have that happening, you need either bioidentical hormones, or you need an herb like Peraria morifica, which is the most powerful phytoestrogen known to humanity. Um, one of those two. But to me, it's almost malpractice to remove the ovaries of a woman and not put her on some hormones to smooth out the transition. That's just, that's just wrong. But it shows you the state of women's health. For, you know, when I was in med school, I was taught that the people who went into OBGYN were the dumbest ones in the class. Honest to heaven. And I thought to myself, that's ridiculous. The people 
responsible for taking care of the women who are going to give birth to the next generation should be the top of the class. And so everything having to do with women has been less than for a long time. But women have stood up for their rights now, but still, but still, there's, um, there's a belief system um, that they need uh, drugs. For instance, many women go through a little anger, depression, mood disorders as they're in that brain fog time. What are they put on? They're put on psych meds, which are some of the most addictive medications on planet Earth. My colleague, Dr. Kelly Brogan, is a holistic psychiatrist and also board certified in um, mind-body medicine. And she, she gets people off psych meds through lifestyle, diet, and so on. But for forever, think about in the time of Walt Whitman, they just remove ovaries. When women were uppity, they just remove their ovaries. So we need to remember that these are um, female. You know, in a man, we call his testicles his his balls. Like how do he goes out in the world and gets things done? Well, they're the same in a woman. So you need these ovaries, and we are taking them out way too often because people are so afraid of ovarian cancer, which we don't have a way to diagnose early unless people were, you know, to have a scan with you like every year, you know, let's just check it out. Um, (laughs) You know, (laughs) I had a woman uh, last week who had a GI bleed and I could see the ulcer, but what I also saw was I saw colon cancer and I saw her bowel get resectioned in an energetic healing. And I said to her, because uh, I was texting with her when she was in the hospital, and I said, are they going to do a colonoscopy? And she said, no, they're just doing a, a, you know, an endoscopy. And they fixed the bleed and all of that. And I'm thinking, eh, that's, that's an issue because she had to have two units of blood. But the colonoscopy, I watch healings all the time on, on cancer, and it's, they need to go get it checked. I tell them, I don't edit anything I get because everything can be healed. I agree with you on that from what I'm yeah. seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was scary with that. Well, the other thing is back to the the women that have had hysterectomies and haven't been on bioidenticals. One of the questions that I know is raised a lot is, can a woman who is postmenopausal start on bioidentical hormones after they've been postmenopausal for several years? I know there are different different ideas about that and different opinions. What's yours on that? Oh, yeah, she can always start. Here's the, here's the thing, okay? Every decision you make can be edited, transformed later. So what I always do, I like to just try things. Like, give it a try. Some women will, you know, like, oh, man, I feel so much better. My brain has come alive. I, you know, my sex life is better, all of this sort of thing. So there is no problem. I would start a woman who was 65 who hadn't, been on anything only because I know how responsive the body is to the right thing. You know, most women need vitamin D and they're not getting it. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of things that, that you can do to rejuvenate the body. And the main one is you've got to start thinking about it differently. So one of the things that comes up for many women in perimenopause is, oh, you know, it's too late for me. My best years are behind me. You know, all that stuff. 
none of that is true. None of it needs to be true. It will be true if that's what you keep thinking and if all of your friends are of that mindset. You know, one of the things, and I'll just say with everyone, I've been in Julie's course, uh, the, um, you know, the intuitive training course, and the people in the course are terrific. We'll talk about that when we pick it up. Everybody, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. We're talking with Dr. Christiane Northrup, the fairy godmother of women's health, here on the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Everybody, we've got Dr. Christian Northrup with us this week live, and we're talking all things perimenopause and menopause. You were talking about intuition when we went to the break. You know, one of the things that really can, does increase during perimenopause is one's intuition. And what I was saying is taking your intuition course has been so helpful and the more you practice, and, you know, for everybody listening, what Julie teaches is that you ask spirit and you immediately hear something. Um, but what we do most of our lives is we doubt what we hear. And so if you take the perimenopause transition as a time to heighten what you know and what you feel, that sixth sense, which really should be the first sense, because quite frankly, you have really good intuition as a child. You're talked out of it. And then when you're about 11, you've got a really good intuition. And then the hormones come on board. And you're trying to fit in. And you're trying to later get a good job and get a mate and get a house. And you just fit in. And then the perimenopause comes knocking and says, hello, this is who you really are. And one of the things that I notice on our group, our intuitive group, is that we have a bunch of women who are perimenopausal or beyond. And those are the women who really uh, need to be running the world, as far as I can tell, because <laughs> the intuition is really good and you have a lot of life skills and you're very good at juggling things. You know, I mean, I look at your life and the number of things that you have done, very grounded in the business world. Well, that's what I want women to know is that things get better and better, and the perimenopausal transition does not go on. So, you know, after the final menstrual period, which, by the way, is a retrospective diagnosis, you, you won't know that it's the final menstrual period until a year has gone by. So you do need to use contraception during that time. But after that, you're at a whole new level. Your brain is at an intuitive level because the FSH and LH stay high for the rest of your life. So they're just like they were at ovulation when you were maximally receptive to cross-pollination, new ideas. But that was only during ovulation. Now you're up there the whole rest of your life. So it's really exciting. I agree. I keep telling people it just keeps getting better. All right, let's go to the phones. Our first caller is Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Julie. Hi, Hi. Do you have a question for Dr. Northrop? Uh, yes. First, happy birthday. And I just want to say, Thank you. if anybody's listening, I took your angelic attendant training class, blew my mind, and completely changed my life. I highly recommend right. it. 
<laughs> right. Well, thanks. Thank okay, you. So, Dr. Northrop, I am postmenopausal. I have a history of breast cancer, and my naturopath and Julie believe I should go on the biodemical hormones. I've been taking your um, Prairie Marifica ever since you put it out on the market. So what is your opinion on that? My opinion on that is that if you can, if you're feeling good on the Prairie Marifica, I would stick with that because it lands on the beta estrogen receptor, not the alpha, and therefore it doesn't act as a growth hormone. So it's estrogenic, but it's not estrogenic in the same way as a mammalian hormone. Now, if Julie is seeing something that looks like you need something stronger than the Prairie Marifica, that's another matter. But, you know, in general... How are you feeling? How is the dryness? What is your skin like? Well, the dryness, I, oh, I have a lot of dryness, skin, vaginal, everything. So okay, um, I do have that issue. Okay, what I would suggest is that you use the Prairie Marifica vaginal gel, which restores I the do. whole vaginal mucosa. Okay, but you still have yeah. dryness? If you Some, still have yeah, dryness. that improved it a great deal, but it's not yeah. gone. Okay, in that case, then I would try a little, you know, the bioidenticals, definitely. Okay. You know, Estrace okay. is bioidentical, you have Dot. there's a lot of them on the market. Right. Okay. So I, that is not a concern if, I, if a person has had breast cancer before? Uh, it depends on the type of breast cancer. And frankly, it's a concern for everyone. But here's what you have to always balance. It's quality okay. of life. There are many okay. women including Suzanne Summers, who uh -huh. had breast cancer, who's right. been on, uh, you know, the Wiley protocol of relatively high doses of uh, uh -huh. estrogen. There's so much more to breast cancer than estrogen. Um, right. But, you know, I, I understand I'm pushing a rock uphill uh, on right. this one because the what the medical profession says is, oh, no, absolutely not. And so I watch all these women who could really use a little estrogen, just suffer and suffer and suffer and because they're so afraid, you know. So I would, I'd go with, is this uh, fear-based or when you, when you just get quiet and you do the Julie Ryan intuitive training that uh -huh. you did and you just okay. ask yourself, um, is this, uh, this going to be beneficial and safe for me? What's the first thing that comes into your head? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> Eventually. Here's what we all have to do. We all have to learn how to trust ourselves and living in fear. Oh, the other thing I would ask you is this. Are you aware of the circumstances in your life? Okay, so uh, there's a great quote from uh, the guy who wrote Lives of a Cell and was the head of uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering. And he said, I have come to believe that cancer is a physical metaphor for the extreme need to grow. So my question okay, is... Okay, I have from not the heard that. That is incredible. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So, are you... And it makes sense for me because there's no history of breast cancer in my family. Right, right. So it wasn't, it wasn't a genetic thing. Right. So are you pretty clear on what you learned from it? Yes. Beautiful. See, then I yeah. think, you know, then, then you're a different person. So okay. it, it doesn't, 
it doesn't need to get your attention because you have understood the biosymbolic nature of it, okay. which is power. So you're not stuck in victim. You're stuck in power. You're, uh, the power switch is on, and that's where I want everyone to get. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're you guys have a good evening. Uh, Thanks, Karen. Well, and the other thing that I that I see is I see DNA that's mutated, and then I'll do a DNA healing, and I'll watch the DNA go back to the original recipe with somebody like Karen who's had cancer, and I watch that all the time. And people who've been told you've got two weeks to live, and you're never going to get out of the hospital, are up walking around three or four years later. So I know. I, I, know. I think it's fascinating. The other thing that I hear all the time is how protective estrogen is for women. And it seems to me that the women that are getting cancer are postmenopausal, most of them, when they don't yeah. have the estrogen to protect them. Is that your experience there's as well? Actual, there, there's actual data to support that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We're going to we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our whole next hour is going to be callers questions. We got a whole bunch of them on the phone, so we'll get you on. Stay with us. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan show and we've got Dr. Christian Northrup this week. So, we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back everybody. We're here with Dr. Christian Northrup, the expert on all things women's health related. And I consider you a global icon. I think you're a global icon. I know you you laugh at me when I say that, but I believe that it's, it is, it is so. Do I sound like a philosopher? <laughs> it is so. All right. Great. We've got Ming on the phone. Hi, Ming. Do you have a question for Dr. Northrop? Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. Yeah. Hi, Julie. Hi, Dr. Northrop. Um, I am at my early 40s and um, sometimes I have, um, I think, some pretty bad um, headaches, I think it's the migraines. Um, usually it's around like when I when the period starts or uh, over or um, around the ovulation time, but not always. Um, so <laughs> um, I'm wondering if you have any ways to help with this situation. Yes, uh, the most common cause of this during perimenopause is the fact that you're, you may be ovulating, but the ovulation is not the same as it was. So the corpus luteum, it's called, uh, a body and a little cyst in the ovary that produces progesterone, you're not getting as much progesterone as you need. So here's the solution, and it's so simple. You just get 
bioidentical progesterone, which is available over the counter. I like the Emerita brand, E-M-E-R-I-T-A. I met the guy who invented it, and now his daughter runs the company. And it is a 2% bioidentical progesterone. You can get it on Amazon. And you take one quarter to one half teaspoon. You can rub it on the soles of your feet or your hands or your face or your chest, wherever, and it's absorbed into the skin. Here's the key. You need to use it before you get the migraine. The reason you're getting the migraine is that when estrogen is withdrawn from blood vessels, the endothelial lining it becomes unstable. And therefore, the, the vessels can literally start to constrict. And they do that in your head, and it hurts. Uh, the same with chest pain. Many, many women begin to get chest pain around the perimenopause, again, because the blood vessels aren't contracting. So the, the solution is you just begin to use uh, a little bit of that progesterone before you can expect the pain. So usually before ovulation, a day or two before ovulation, or if the headache is around your period, then it's about a week before your period starts. You just do that once or twice a day, and you'll find that it will completely prevent migraines. So once or uh, twice a day, then for, for how many days? Well, usually seven, about okay. seven to 14. Also, most women need way more um, magnesium. The reason that women crave chocolate is it's full of magnesium. So uh, magnesium also is really helpful for migraines and anxiety and sleep and everything else. And my absolute favorite type is uh, R from rnareset.com. This is Dr. Carolyn Dean's product. She is a naturopath and an MD and has spent a lifetime researching magnesium. So her, her magnesium is the best in the world. So that's rnareset.com. And you just put, uh, you know, like a half a teaspoon in some water, and it can work miracles. I use the Remite and the Remag both together. Oh, I'm okay. currently using the magnesium oil spray, but it didn't okay. seem to help. <laughs> yeah, I find that her, I never liked the oil spray either. I found that the liquid stuff that I drink worked way better. Oh, also, okay. Epsom salt baths can help. You know, a cup or two of Epsom salt in the bath you soak for 20 minutes, that will uh, put uh, absorb magnesium in through the skin. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Ming. Appreciate Thanks. you calling in. You bet. Let's go to Jackie next. Hi, Jackie. Do you have a question for Dr. Northrop? Miss Jackie, are you there? Hello. There you are. Got a new... Hi. Do you have a question for I Dr. Northrup? I do. I'm so excited. Right. Terrific. So excited. Can you get a soft speaker, Jackie, please? Because we've got feedback. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Terrific. Oh, okay, right. good. My question is about um, sore and tender breasts that come and go but have been going on for a fairly long time. Um, it's kind of like... Um, almost feels a little bit irritated as well um, and then it'll just go away for months at a time and then it'll come back and it really is concerning because I have um, 
you know, I, I've try, I'm trying to avoid mammograms, but then I get really worried about it, uh, even though I have had the same condition and I've had mammograms in the past and I've had no problem. But is there anything that you can tell me about that or what I can do about it? Yes. First of all, breast cancer is almost never associated with breast soreness. So this is strictly hormonal, what you're going through. And the, uh, and the cure, the answer to it is uh, iodine. When you take in enough iodine, it interacts with estrogen, the estrogen receptors, and downregulates them. So you can do that a couple ways. Uh, nascent, N-A-S-C-E-N-T, nascent iodine is the Edgar Casey type. You can get that on Amazon. That's easy. And you just use it as directed on the bottle, you know, two, three drops a day. Lugol solution, which is uh, molecular iodine and also um, iodide, potassium iodide. You can use up to seven drops of that a day. If you're in a cold climate, taking more iodine actually makes you warmer. The other thing you can do, you can rub the Lugol's iodine right on the breast tissue itself. And uh, really? I have actually watched this go down when you just put the iodine on the breast itself. So, or if you want to, you can just do kelp tablets. Their modafillin is a type of Russian red seaweed, and I've used that for years, very helpful. That is easy to get at a health food store or Amazon, modafillin, M-O-D-I-F-I-L-A-N. But, you know, eat seaweed, kelp, we, we grow it here in Maine, you know, the Maine Seaweed Company, and so those are just ways to get iodine. Now, you generally don't need to worry about too much, but I'll tell you how you can tell. Uh, you take a patch of iodine, um, any kind really, but the Lugol, and you put a patch on, uh, on your skin like inner wrist, inner arm, and if you are replete with iodine, that patch of iodine, you'll be able to see it the next day. What you're going to notice if you need more, and many women do, that iodine stain will go away like in 15 minutes because your body is absorbing it transdermally. But this helps with breast pain, fibrocystic breast disease so beautifully. And I wish more people knew about it. Great yeah, question. And, and, uh, Great question. Sorry, thanks, Jackie. Yes. Thank All right. Let's go to Aaron next. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. For um, for you and for Dr. Northrup, I'm going to sing you happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Julie. Happy birthday to you. I think you have another career. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You have a question for Dr. Northrup? I do, actually. Um, So... um, I have the Purium Amorifica, and I'm a bit worried about blood clots because I had a bit of a scare a few weeks ago. Can I still take that? Oh, yes. Uh, here's a question that I have. Have you been around a recently uh, inoculated person who got the, yeah, the COVID exactly. shot? Yes, and that's why I am a bit concerned about that. And that's why. Yeah. First I was, of all. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Prairie Murphica shouldn't be any problem at all, okay. but I want everyone to know that our one of the groups that I work with uh, is 
trying to investigate further why this clotting is happening. So we launched a survey that's also a scientific study. And you can, if you could, all of you who want to advance our knowledge in this area, mycyclestory.com. Mycyclestory.com. But in the meantime, yes, you can continue to use that because those are two completely uh, unrelated things. And then okay. uh, the other things, you know, there are essential oils that can be really helpful. Uh, you know, anything in the spruce or pine family, uh, a little of those oils on the bottom of your feet at night, that can be really helpful. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I'm in menopause, so I just didn't, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't, it was in my, the blood clot was in my leg. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Again, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a problem. So it wasn't okay. vaginal bleeding that you're talking about. Right. Okay. So what you want to do with that, you want to make sure that your antioxidant levels are really high. So vitamin C is uh, anticoagulant that works beautifully. So I would begin to up your level of vitamin C. You know when you've reached tissue saturation, you will get loose stools. And if you're okay. really sensitive to vitamin C, do ester C. But up to 5,000, even 10,000 uh, milligrams per day will be okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Right. Thank you so much. Okay. I appreciate All right. Thanks, Erin. Okay. Let's go to Iris. Hi, Iris. Well, hello. This is such a nice surprise. I'm happy <laughs> to be on the And uh, Ms. Northwood, Nor uh, thank you for... You know what, Iris, I'm going to have to hold you over for the break because I'm hearing my music oh. <laughs> in the background. So you think you think some more about the question you want to ask Dr. Northrup. Everybody, you're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. We're with Dr. Christiane Northrup this week. She's answering all questions related to perimenopause and menopause. And boy, they're good ones being asked. So stay <laughs> with us. Iris, we'll pick you up on the other side of the break. Julie Ryan show. We have Dr. Christian Northrup with us this week answering questions. And Iris, you were asking a question right before we went to the break. So please continue. Yes. Um, I had uh, about six years ago a hysterectomy and um, I kept my ovaries, but I am concerned about brain fog. Uh, so I never equated the two. Um, so I wanted to get some advice on that, how I can improve that. My mother has Alzheimer's and I do not, you know, want to have to deal with that. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm very overweight too. So I was thinking about even weight loss surgery. So, um, just wanted to know what I should, uh, start doing. Right. Well, it's interesting that if you're considering the weight loss surgery, that certainly works. Uh, the long-term effects, though, because you have um, bypassed so much of the normal digestive process, you're going to have to really watch it with micronutrients and so on. But the whole key is a different diet and the right kind of exercise. Now, are you able to... There's a couple ways to do this. And... Uh, one of my heroes, uh, John Gabriel, weighed about 400 pounds. 
And uh, he tried every diet known to humanity. And one day he pulled over on the New Jersey Turnpike and he said, if, his, if my body wanted to weigh this much, it was just going to weigh this much. So let me just feed it better food. So he began to add just healthy food, you know, so salads here mm-hmm. and there, vegetables, that sort of thing. And eventually his body just started to shed the weight. So if you go to thegabrielmethod.com, you can see his pictures. I love John's work. He's currently in Australia. So what I would prefer is that you don't have weight loss surgery, Um, but I understand it. I completely understand it. Your whole issue will be cleared up with diet and, and exercise. Are you able to do any exercise now, like even walking? Yes, I can. Okay, okay. So what I would do in your case is have a buddy or a personal trainer or somebody where you just commit to doing, let's say, two days a week where you walk. And and then you'll find with little uh, wins, your your body will begin to do more and more. At first, you don't want to. It's like, you know, I'm working with a trainer now, and at first you just, it's like, do I have to do that third set? But then after a while, the body really begins to crave it. So you're going to have to go through this difficult period where, you know, your head goes, I, I don't want to do this. It's just, it's just easier to sit here and have a snack and watch TV. So you you have to work on the, the third emotional center, self-esteem, personal power, which, of course, where all the digestive organs are. So this is your time to shine. I was just in the gym today, and one of the trainers had worked with a woman in Colorado who was 100 pounds overweight, and I saw the before and after pictures, and it was just from working out and starting to eat better. So there's so many ways to do it. Um, a keto diet is very, very helpful. Um, keto green is, is a good way to do that. There's, um, uh, that's an OBGYN down in Georgia. Just look up her stuff, keto green. Um, but anything that's a little different than what you're doing. In fact, just removing all wheat products from your diet will work wonders. You just start that simply. Just everything that's got wheat in it. You, you just eliminate. You'll probably lose weight just from that alone. Wow, thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling, Iris. Good luck. Let us know how you do. All yeah. right, let's go to Leah next. Hi, Leah. You got a new Hi, yourself. Julie. There you go. Hi, girl. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Thank um, you. Hi, Dr. Northrup. I'm so excited. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, so I guess I have a question for both of you. Um, but I, uh, recently turned 44. I have been trying to conceive with my husband for the last four and a half, five years since we married, we started trying immediately and I've had no luck. Um, I, uh, went for all the testing and everything came back normal, you know, unexplained infertility. We did all of the things and all of the medications and, you know, some assisted and nothing has happened. Um, I really started suffering in 2018 with some awful symptoms, the, the worst of which was pelvic pain. Um, and it was so bad, you know, I would just pass out during my period and it lasted all month. Um, 
the pain, not the period. <laughs> um, I was diagnosed with uh, stage three endometriosis after practically begging for a laparoscopy um, because no one really took me seriously with my symptoms. Um, and they basically told me the only way to relieve my symptoms would be with hormonal birth control pills or with a hysterectomy um, at 42. You know, trying to conceive is not the thing I wanted to hear. Um, so basically I did a ton of research on my own. I changed my diet. I read books like yours, Dr. Northrup, which was amazing. Women's body, women's wisdom, which has been huge for me. Um, and I've sought out national practitioners to try to kind of address and treat my issues with a more natural holistic approach. Um, and lately I've been, um, starting to have, um, some really bad symptoms like, uh, depression, anxiety, insomnia, um, my periods were getting shorter and I was convinced that I was starting perimenopause. And, you know, that just kind of crushed me um, because of my still holding onto this hope that we can conceive, you know, our child. I've, it's just been just the biggest dream of my life, you know, to have my child. Um, and so far to no avail. That just hasn't been working. Um, and my question is for Dr. Northrop. I recently found a doctor who's a naturopath and uh, went through a lot of testing, including like GI maps. And it turns out, in his opinion, that I have um, a pretty bad gut dysbiosis and leaky gut. Um, I have a low-functioning thyroid and weak adrenals. And I actually have a sluggish liver, which isn't properly filtering out my hormones, leading to a buildup of estrogen. So I'm actually overloaded with estrogen. So apparently I've had these issues for quite some time and I just wanted to know if that makes sense to you, Dr. Northrup, and also Julie, if you'd be able to maybe do a quick scan to let me know if there's still hope uh, for a pregnancy sure. for me. Absolutely. And we will get back to you after the break. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. We've got your gut. We have Dr. Christian Northrop with us this week, and we'll be right back, and we'll both of us will answer your question, Leah. So stay with us. Welcome back. Before the break, Dr. Northrop and I were talking to Leah, Miss Leah. So. Dr. Northrup, you want to go first, and then I'll I'll yeah. chime in with what okay, I did. Good. I zapped on you during the break. <laughs> okay. Um, first thing I want you to know about is a wonderful, wonderful endometriosis doctor, uh, Dr. Cook, and it's vitalhealth.com. He does phone consults. He's out in a small cottage hospital. Let me just grab the, make sure that I have the right URL. Um, this guy is fantastic. Um, okay. so it's, uh, vitalhealth.com, the vital health endometriosis center, and he does the right kind of surgery if you need it. Now he does a lot with uh, exercise and diet, but he does mm -hmm. the right kind of surgery. And what most doctors do not know is they don't know how to do this surgery. I have a UPS driver person who I referred to someone similar years ago. Every time she delivers a package, she thanks me. Um, so they do, they just remove the endometriosis itself and then you can be pain-free. There's a lot though that you can do with, uh, with what this naturopath is telling you. So that also sounds really good. I would do both. I would get a consult. If you send your records there, uh, mm -hmm. he will do a consult over the phone. So that's a start. Vitalhealth.com. Thank you. All right. 
Okay, so what I did when I was zapping on you over the break, Miss Leah, is I removed energetically the endo. You've got it both inside your uterus and outside of your uterus. And so I I pretend I'm Princess Leia with a lightsaber. (laughs) It's like a laser. And I just lasered the crap out of that stuff to get it out of there. That's number one. Number two, those, pronounce it again for me, Chris, Fimbria, 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 Fimbria. Mm -hmm. Your fimbria were short and they looked charred. What we were talking about at the mm-hmm. beginning of the show. Yeah. That I, mm-hmm. I think when Chris, when you were saying that it's from inflammation, you know, causing that, boy, that really resonated with me. So I use stem cell energy to grow those babies back out and they kind of look like feathery fingers now to grab the yes, eggs. Yes. Yeah. The um the, you have a baby's energy on top of your right shoulder. It looks like an orb. It's pretty close in. Baby's energy is attached to the mom's energy field before they're conceived, before they incarnate. And that mm-hmm. can happen years in advance. So you've got one. I'm only seeing one right now, but one is going to keep you really busy if you have that. Yes, and, one and, is I, enough. <laughs> and I checked your eggs and it looks to me like you've got plenty of eggs. You've got more on the right ovary than you do on the left. So that's my two cents. So Thank call you. us call us back when you're pregnant and let us know. I will. <laughs> okay. oh, I will. All right. Thank Thanks for calling. Both. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Pam next. Hi, Pam. Hi. Happy How birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have a question for Dr. Northrop? Oh boy, do I ever. But my question right. is, um, I'm, I'm 60, and I've had a partial hysterectomy. I've never had a doctor talk to me about hormones because when you have a hysterectomy, you no longer go see a GYN. They tell you you don't need to come back anymore because you don't need a pap. So I'm kind of lost. Where do I start? I've never heard of bioidentical in a store or by, from a doctor. Well, what I would do, I would start with the Prairie Marifica, really, just see if that works for you. And that's over the counter. Amata Life, A-M-A-T-A Life.com. Go check it out. And, you know, you'll know within a month or two if, it's, if you're feeling better from being on it. Now, if not, what you need to do is find somebody who understands bioidentical hormones. And there are doctors all over the country who do. They specialize in those. Where are you? What's your uh, geographical area? Um, I'm in um, a rural town, but I live next to, like, um, Flint, Michigan. Yeah, so you you can find somebody in that area. There's, uh, you know... How do you... How do you know if you if you don't have periods? How do you know when you're in menopause? Well, if you're you generally there are hot flashes um, just for a while. They don't last, uh, so chances are very good that you're beyond menopause. How old were you when you had the hysterectomy? Eleven years ago. Okay. Okay, and what was the reason for it? Endometriosis. They had to take out the okay. uterus and they left the ovaries. Okay, well, the good news is they left the ovaries. You're not having pain, and so chances are really good that you're past menopause. 
because if you still have your ovaries and you have endometriosis and it's being stimulated by the ovaries every month, then a hysterectomy, this is the problem, a hysterectomy, even removing the ovaries, sometimes does not relieve endometriosis pain. And it's a tragedy that more doctors don't. Do you know that the average woman has seen six doctors before endometriosis is diagnosed? It's criminal. <laughs> criminal. But you right. sound like you're okay. So that's another reason why, so that you do not stimulate the endometriosis. Then if you just use the, the herb, the prairie morifica, or some women use uh, essential oils. Maritza Snyder has just written a, a, a book on uh, essential oils for menopause. So there's all kinds of things that you can do. But, you know, I, I like the prairie morifica herb because uh, there's so much research on it and people do so well. And haven't women been using that for the ages? I I know European women have been using bioidenticals for a lot longer than American women, and and I have to imagine that women's women in ancient cultures were using some of these herbs and concoctions oh, yeah. throughout the beginning years. of time. Yeah, yeah, seven hundred years in Thailand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So we all think that it's a new thing, and it's not. At all. No. It's just, it's perhaps new to those of us just because our doctors aren't trained in it. Yeah. They don't we teach have to it. Remember that the, yeah, the MDs and the DOs are trained in pharmaceutical solutions. They're not trained in the natural solutions. So that's important to remember. And, uh, you know, it was the MDs who invented the word quack for anyone who didn't do what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and something too, Pam, a couple of things. You can go to ifm.org, instituteforfunctionalmedicine.org. You can go to a4m.com, which is the American Academy for Antiagingmedicine.com. You put in your zip code, it'll give you doctors that'll populate in your area. Another really good way to find a doctor that does bioidenticals, I believe the best way is, is do an internet search with your zip code and type in hormone replacement therapy or just type in your zip code and compounding pharmacy and yes. then call those compounding pharmacies because they're the ones making the prescriptions and say, hey, who's prescribing these in our area? They'll give you the names over the phone. When my doctor in California passed away last year, that's what I did. I called my pharmacy and I said, all right, who in doubt is doing this? Because I used to go to California for this, but I figured somebody in Birmingham would be doing it. And sure enough, they gave me my new doctor's name and she's fabulous. So I think that I compounding it. pharmacy is a really good way to find somebody too. Okay, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Hi. You got a question for Dr. Northrup? I sure do. Thank you for taking my call. Um, You're I'm 50 and I went through menopause at 40. Um, I am on bioidentical hormones. And in the last six months or so, I've developed kind of intense but intermittent pelvic pain. And it kind of comes on when I get up and stand, and then it happens again when I sit down and sit. And then every once in a while, it just kind of happens randomly. Um, just wondering what that could be, what I need to do, looking for some guidance. 
Well, I have to say, I would go to Julie first to find out what that's about because there's so many there's so many things that it that it could be. Um, you know, you can get pelvic pain, believe it or not, from the fact that your you know that your hips are too tight, or that it's a low back problem, or your pelvic floor uh, is needing attention, so you need to do more squats and stuff. Um, but there's all kinds of reasons for pelvic pain, so you know, without an examination or a laparoscopy. So that's why I would, I would go to Julie's uh, scanning ability at this point. <laughs> and, and Kristen, what I get is scar tissue. Have you had any surgeries or have you had any injuries in your pelvic area? No, not at all. All right. That's, I haven't scanned you, but that's what came into my head when you were talking about the pain is you got a bunch of scar tissue from something. So yeah, schedule an appointment. We'll, I'll, I'll take a look and we'll, we'll reverse engineer your symptoms and see what we come up with. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. You good. bet. Okay. Okay. Let's see who's next. We've got uh, Pamela next. Let me, let me find her. Oh, we've got Nicholas Tuso. Hi. Hi. This this oh, is Julie. You're on, well, they're I think they don't they don't they don't know. All right. I was going to Pamela and somebody moved my dashboard. It was probably me, you know, operator error here. Hi Pamela. Right. There you are. Hi girl. Hello. Happy birthday. Thank you. Welcome. You got a question for Dr. Northrop? Oh, yeah, you're going to have to hold it. I'm hearing my music. That means we're going to take a quick <laughs> break. You know, they start playing music for me to give me a cue. So we will be right back. Everybody, you're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan show. We've got Dr. Christian Northrup with us, and she's answering all questions, menopause and perimenopause related. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Before the break, we were talking with Pamela, and Pamela, you had a question for Dr. Northrup. Yes, and um, I am postmenopause, and I didn't take any um, hormone therapy, you know, going through menopause, and it's been about nine years, but my skin is very saggy and flabby. Um, any recommendations? Well, again, uh, the collagen layer of the skin is very much affected by hormone levels. There are things that you can do for the skin. Believe it or not, just exercise really helps with the skin and developing your muscles. What do you do for workouts? I mostly walk. Okay. I would start some weight training. That's going to help. Um, the other thing you can do internally, um, you can get your skin to uh, get better with some intermittent fasting, believe it or not, because that gives the body time to get rid of excess blood sugar and excess insulin. That has an amazing effect on the skin. Um, there's a, what is his name, very famous dermatologist who did his, uh, his three-day facelift diet. 
uh, and this was uh, blueberries, wild Maine blueberries, and salmon, and some greens, and that's it. So you eat that for, uh, you know, like three days with a lot of spring water, and people notice their skin gets way, way better from the omega-3 fats in the salmon. I would use, I wouldn't do farm-raised salmon. I would do sockeye salmon or wild-caught salmon. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but he wrote a book called The Wrinkle Cure, literally. The other thing is you can use topical uh, creams. Uh, we have a Prairie Marifica cream that we know increases uh, thickness of collagen. So that's available at amatalife.com. But there are so many other things that you can do. But you want to get your nitric oxide levels up. That is from nitric oxide is a molecule of chi or life force. Anything that you can do, meditation, walking, uh, listening to music, anything that's joyful will increase your nitric oxide levels. You need a good multivitamin, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, selenium, quercetin. These things all help with the skin. So I think you could even, we have many women who say their skin is better just from taking the Prairie Marifica herb or bioidentical hormones. I mean, Julie, you probably can speak to that. Uh, estrogen does a great job on the skin. Um, and the women who don't have it. Now, remember, there are many women who can make enough DHEA in their adrenals to be a precursor for estrogen. So that not everybody needs to take it from the outside, but some people do. Um, and so, believe it or not, you can increase your DHEA in your, in your adrenals just by heart-centered meditation. So what, how do you do that? We just, if you think into your heart, think of something you love. If you can't think of something, a sleeping two-year-old, a puppy, a kitten, anything like that. And then breathe with your heart. Breathe in through your heart and breathe out through your heart. So you're out of your head and you're just in your heart. And that alone, you know, 10 minutes, twice a day or so, will increase your DHEA and your precursor to hormones. Wow. Did you know that, yeah. Pamela? I never heard of that. No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't know what to do. So Yeah. Those are yeah, all great thanks. suggestions. Yeah, and I'll yeah. I'll put all those links on the in the show notes, and uh, you'll you'll get them anywhere you download podcasts, and also on the YouTube channel for yeah. Ask Julie it's Ryan. Nick, Everything's Nick in Paracone. Ask Julie Ryan. Yeah, he's the name of it. He's the dermatologist Nick Paracone who wrote the Wrinkle Cure. Really good book. All right. Well, thanks for calling all in, right. Pamela. I hope that helps. Thank you so much. You bet. Mm -hmm. My my late doctor, hormone doctor, used to tell me to put estrogen on my crow's feet and on my wrinkles on my face. And I said, what? She said, this it's, is the best wrinkle, wrinkle cream on the planet. It's pure estrogen. Yeah. It's, she's right. Absolutely right. Yes. It was just, yes. I, it was amazing when she told me to do that. So... Well, what a delight to have you with us this week. I think we could go another couple of hours and maybe you and I can can uh, 
put our noodles together and come up with another time to do this. We have a whole bunch of callers that didn't get a chance to ask their questions, and I think it would be fun to have you back and just continue the questions. I think the questions have been just terrific that people have been asking, and obviously it's something that's very much on on the minds of women out there. And God bless you for all the work you do. Tell everybody about the book. How can they find it? How can they get in touch with you? All of that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. The book is The Wisdom of Menopause. It's available on Amazon, anywhere books are sold. Uh, DrNorthrup.com, N-O-R-T-H-R-U-P, D-R-N-O-R-T-H-U-R-U-P is my website. And I have a free newsletter that comes out um, every other week. And uh, then you can find out everything you need to know about me on that website, drnorthrop.com. So there you have it. Well, so two books that I believe need to be in every woman's library, and those are Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, which is the Bible for women's health, and then the Wisdom of Menopause. They just are they're just reference books that everybody needs to have in their home libraries. And I have copies of ones from decades ago when you first released them. And now I have copies of the updated ones, which are just amazing. And I read them on planes on my Kindle. And then I, I go through things that are of interest to me because it's like reading, reading an encyclopedia, you guys. I mean, this oh, yeah. body of they're work... Huge is just remarkable and what a what a service you have done for the women of the world and we we thank you and honor you and any last any last things you want to say we've got about 15 seconds left before we're going to be off the air what i want women to know is that this is the portal to the best years of their lives and at this particular point in history i think all of humanity is in perimenopause, where we're preparing for a really great time on the planet. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. I love that. All right, everybody, that's great. it for this week. Thanks so much for joining us. And tune in next week, and I'll we'll get your questions answered. And hope you have a wonderful weekend. Sending you lots of love from Sweet Home, Alabama. And Maine, too, where Dr. Northrop is. Right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.